Welcome to this podcast produced by Imagine, an online source focusing on early childhood music therapy. Imagine is sponsored by the American Music Therapy Association and can be found on the web at www.imagine.musictherapy.biz. This podcast is entitled Laughter in Music Therapy and with Young Children and presented by Kalani. Kalani is a board-certified music therapist, professional percussionist and certified off-schulwerk music educator. As a performing and recording artist, he has worked with several music legions and appears on numerous TV and movie soundtracks. Kalani is the founder of the Developmental Community Music Approach to Music-Centered Wellness, co-author of the Music Therapy Drumming Curriculum and creator of the Hula for Life Wellness Program for Older Adults. For more information about Kalani's work, visit his website at www.kalanimusic.com. Humor should be considered another tool that music therapists can use to achieve changes in therapeutic settings. That's what David Smith wrote in a 1994 study where he compared perceived humor in various uh, age-based musical examples. And something that he advocates for is the use of humor in music therapy. Both humor and laughter can be important allies and supportive to the music therapy process, and that humor and laughter really go hand-in-hand with music therapy. And if you think back on your own clinical experiences, I imagine that you can not only recall many times when you were laughing with clients, but that you felt in some ways that was beneficial. And so overall, laughter is already something that's present in many forms of music therapy, not all, but many. So as I'm listing some of the rationale for the use of laughter and humor in music therapy, just think about your own experiences. First off is social integration. And a shared humorous experience can create a kind of uh, shortcut to opening up and being authentic, thereby increasing the depth of the interpersonal relationships between the client and the therapist and also between clients in a group setting. Humor can facilitate emotional changes. Um, Humorous musical events can bring about laughter due to a variety of conditions, and those can include nervousness, anxiety, feelings of helplessness, even embarrassment, and then also often delight and joy, of course. And this is especially evident in young children. Like music, laughter is a kind of unique language. The use of humor with specific clients can create a unique bond that enhances the therapeutic relationship. And this bond supports uh, what we might call bonding, pairing, which is a, a form where one action is then paired with another response, and then that becomes a consistent coupling of, of actions, and then also brings uniqueness to your specific client-therapist relationship. Uh, maybe in the form of like an inside joke or things that you do that are ritualistic that you find humorous. Humor and laughter also provide freedom from restraint in many ways. Humor is often created in the moment, like music, and can help both the therapist and client move beyond normal perceived limitations and routines. Humor can refresh the therapeutic setting and bring new awareness, insights, and direction. Humor helps to experience playfulness, of course, and Humor in music can help clients explore what might otherwise be outside of cultural or personal norms. Playfulness often leads to 
uncovering thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And playfulness, of course, is a large part of music making and especially improvisation. Laughter and humor help to expand a sense of humor. Both client and the therapist can benefit personally and interpersonally from expanding their sense of humor. So a sense of humor is really something that can be exercised, just like the mind can be exercised or the body can be exercised. And humor, and this is perhaps in some older uh, children, can help bring insights. Musical experiences can be the container and catalyst for humor and laughter, which in turn can reveal hidden or repressed memories, feelings, and emotions. Other rationale for the use of humor and laughter is that humor can help us remain close to a subject, but also safe around it. So it can bring us um, further into an issue, but at the same time kind of creates a safety zone around it, much like music does. And finally, it can be used as an assessment tool. The presence of a sense of humor can be assessed through musical experiences that bring out what might normally be hidden or or don't bring out what might um, normally come out. Laughter is also a way to simply gain attention or increase attention. It creates a safe environment to try new things. It can help somebody cope with an embarrassing situation, help gain perspective, and build client-therapist rapport. And finally, before we get to the specific types of humor, I just want to mention some contraindications or possible contraindications, because I know some of you are probably thinking, well, it's certainly not appropriate to use humor and laughter in every case, and I couldn't agree more. So I'm just going to list a few instances where humor and laughter may not be appropriate. And this, of course, is up to you as a therapist to determine whether it is or is not. But when used inappropriately, humor and or laughter can have the potential to bring about undesirable outcomes. Some of these can include the notion that one is being mocked or made fun of, withholding and or repression of thoughts and feelings, the belief that one is not being taken seriously, a loss of trust between the therapist and the client, and detracting from the focus of a session or the treatment plan. Okay, so now we're going to move on to identifying specific types of humor, and there are several. So the first type of humor that we're going to consider is called musical humor or absolute humor. And this is where we're using specific musical elements and effects because they're generally perceived of as humorous. The humor in this case is a result of how the music is played and received. And so elements include which musical treatments are used, uh, when musical treatments are used, and what extra musical elements are present. Then the other main type of humor is referential humor, of course, and referential meaning related to something, a thing or an event, outside of the musical experiences, such as creating a sound effect that references a shared experience that is considered humorous. So in order for referential humor to be used, of course, the, the members of the group need to often share the same culture or have a shared history or a shared general knowledge or a shared musical knowledge. So in this case, if you're dealing with children zero to five, you know, your, your scope of uh, referential humor is going to be more narrow than with older adults or adults in general. However, there's still some instances where it would apply. And then another type would be non-musical or instrumental sounds like mechanical sounds, animal sounds and nature sounds, body sounds, vocalizations like laughing and crying, 
etc. So these are typically created through the voice, body, instruments, and sound effects. So one example, I'm going to play an audio example for you now of a YouTube video that you can find. And this is a father making some sounds just using his voice and his son responding with laughter. And so just take a moment and listen and you'll get an idea of just what a musical sound that would be considered humorous would be to an infant. Okay, so now let's look at some specific instruments, and this would be the absolute humor or uh, musical sounds that uh, people generally find to be funny. And some of these instruments are kazoos, reed horns, bulb horns, pop guns, slide whistle, vibraslap, ratchet, siren whistle, and then multiple children's toys or dog toys and sound effects. Some of the musical treatments I was talking about, some of these are exaggeration, clumsiness, incongruency, a drifting tonality. Sometimes we end up with that um, accidentally. <laughs> uh, metric shifts or shifts in meter, mixing genres, so like quoting a pop tune in a classical sounding piece or vice versa. Uh, excessive repetition, incongruous quotation. So actually what I just mentioned, yeah, where you might have, uh, like you're quoting a Christmas song in the middle of a pop tune or something. And then misquotation. So you're, you play a melody, but you don't play it correctly. Uh, other ones include implausible delays. So maybe you're going towards a resolution, but you just hold out the uh, second to last chord a little bit too long. Um, dynamic interruptions, eccentric or unusual rhythms, unexpected wrong notes or chords, unprepared dissonances, awkward intervals, and I like this one, inexplicable harmonizations, accelerando, glissandi, and trills. And those are some of the many treatments that we use that people generally find to be funny. Uh, so in review, humor can come in many forms, and some of these include instrumental sounds, sound effects, musical treatments, referential material, and extra musical material. So now let's consider how you might use humor in songs. And there's several categories of these. So the first one is a musical joke. And musical joke would be like an inside joke or an inside, um, something that's based on a prior experience uh, or understanding. And these are contextually dependent, of course. So it might look like musically representing a concept or idea that has previously been established as humorous. And so maybe you were talking with a child about a ball, um, you know, bouncing down some steps or something, and you both think that's funny. And so then you create a little xylophone, you know, descending scale on a xylophone to represent that. And so then every time you play that uh, descending xylophone figure, You'll both think of the ball, and then presumably you'd both laugh. So that would be a refer referential, but sort of musical joke. Another one is uh, parody or pantomime. 
acting or imitation. So it could be playing the role of something funny, like a clown or a comedian, um, using exaggerated actions while you're playing, um, clumsy, playing incorrectly or out of sync, imitating a person or thing or animal that is generally considered to be funny, like doing a dance and maybe it's uh, you're imitating a chicken or something like that. Another category is play or tease songs. And these are often impromptu, and they include things like singing the wrong words when you're singing a song or inserting an unexpected or inappropriate word at a specific point in the song. And these are usually done in the moment. Like if I started saying, my body lies over the potion or something like that, or we'll be drinking cafe lattes when she comes and um, something like that. So you replace the lyrics and it's unexpected and If you understand what the lyrics are, then you might find it funny. Of course, for young children, you want to keep it contextually appropriate. Another one would be silly or regressive songs. And these would be writing, improvising, or recreating songs that may not be normally sung by a specific population. And these can include songs that described and prompt silly actions, and there's many of those. Gibberish songs, just singing a song but using nonsense words. And then scat singing, which would relate to that. And that could be done to an improvised or popular tune. And one of the benefits of using um, gibberish or scat uh, or nonsense words is that it reduces the pressure to learn and remember lyrics. So that's actually a side benefit of that. could be used as a stepping, um, a stepping stone to learning the song. Another category would be variations on a popular tune. And... These would be using a well-known tune as a foundation for improvisation or songwriting and then creating a funny variation. And, of course, if you've ever listened to anything by Weird Al Yankovic, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, You could also vary the tempo of a popular song or the meter or the phrasing or dynamics or the whole style of it. And then, finally, we could look at humorous singing. And this would be singing um, perhaps very high in a high register or in a very low register, singing very loud or very soft, singing with what we might consider to be a silly timbre, like using a robot sound or an opera, operatic voice, exaggerating words or phrases. And then, of course, you can incorporate extra musical features like different facial expressions and gestures. So in review, humor can come in many forms, and this includes... A musical joke, parodies, play or tease songs, silly or regressive songs, gibberish lyrics, and humorous singing. So now let's look at some of the benefits of laughter because, of course, humor is the more of the intellectual processing of the information, but laughter is the behavior or the physical response. And there are some physical benefits to laughter uh, that we can add to some of the psychosocial benefits of humor, which I discussed earlier. So just on a physical level, some of the benefits of laughter can be to increase oxygen to the body and mind, increase breath support, increase vocalization, release physical tension, strengthening the core or uh, abdominal muscles, and a release of tension through catharsis, so stress reduction, anxiety reduction. So before we close, or before I finish this, I wanted to give you a list of some songs that you can look up. Um, Some of these you might have to search. I have some of these listed on the playsinglaugh.com website. This one is on there. It's called A Little Laughing Song. It's one that I wrote. 
And then uh, a lot of things by PDQ Bach are going to use musical gestures and shapes or musical treatments. There's a song called Apples and Bananas, which uses some of the wrong sounds, you know, different types of sounds, vowel sounds. Do Your Ears Hang Low? You can use pantomime, of course. Minnie the Moocher uses gibberish and call and response. A Ram Sam Sam uses nonsense words. When an Austrian went yodeling uses uh, interruptions and sound effects. Eat It by Weird Al Yankovic uses lyric replacement. Merry Old Land of Oz uses a laughing sound in, um, in the lyrics themselves. And I Had a Little Rooster, or I Had a Rooster, is a song that uses um, imitation of animal sounds. So in closing, I hope you've gained a little bit of um, inspiration and direction on as how you can use uh, music and laughter and humor together to support one another and to help your client achieve their goals. Thanks for listening to this Imagine podcast produced in 2011.